0: How are we going, mates? Welcome back to The Top Step. Real quick, make sure you go click subscribe. Go leave us a review. Go tell your mates. We've got a great show. Grant Balfour is about to join me. We're talking all things CBA as we're rolling in to spring training. 2022 is going to be a blast. We're going to have plenty to talk about and a lot of guys to talk to. We're going to have some unreal guests coming up once we get into spring training. So go do your thing. Go have your workout, your drive, whatever you're doing. Enjoy this episode. Grant Balfour joins me right here on the top step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland-Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues.
1: Face <laughs> Hall all of fame. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out.
0: Here comes the one-two pitch to junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be... A story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. and the inning is over, but what an inning it was
1: as six. Victor Martinez and Grant Belfort join, and benches have cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight him. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them Killing <laughs> them. Yes, we are back. How
2: are we, champion? Hey, good, Mike. Good to see you again. Been uh, Been waiting
0: for it. I know, me too. It's snowing here, actually. Can you believe
2: it? Crikey, yeah. mate! I can't actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> hot. I'm looking outside. And, yeah, actually, was down at the beach the other day. I mean, the water's cold, but uh, out on the boat, mate, enjoying a bit of sunshine. So yeah, two different worlds, I suppose. But that's good. You get out on the yeah, get out on the snowy, mate, and enjoy the mountains. I love that too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I got the three-year-old doing he's doing blue runs now. Little Lennox crushing blues. He's mate, a maniac. Awesome. Should see him.
2: Yeah. Actually, was excited to get on the slopes myself this year, but yeah, having the shoulder surgery probably not a good idea. So maybe yeah, next
0: year get out there Buckley, and uh, enjoy you, you it. You got Buckley's chance now, Grant. We have got a boatload to talk about today. Some of the yeah. things have popped up in this uh, in the latest, the latest and greatest with the lockout. Now we're we're taping this right before we're hoping it all ended. We're hoping we haven't got a crystal ball to figure this out, but hopefully, when you listen to this. It is all ended, but I want to talk about a couple of things that are going to be a part of the game uh, 2022 and beyond as the players, the owners get together, shake hands, sing kumbaya, have a hug and say, hey, let, let's get on. Let's get down to business. But um, yeah. before we get into that, we do have word of the day. I want to get right to it, mate. Now, this is a, a special tribute to koe the Apprentice, who's on with us right now. Now, Koei yeah. is is an uncle. Congratulations to koe Congratulations,
2: Cody! Good on you, mate.
0: His sister's had a, uh, and we only found this out today, by the way. This, this was not premeditated or anything like that. We found out right before we clicked record. The yep. so word of the day I had a couple options, but there's only one option today. And this is in honor of Coey's Ryan Cohen, his new nephew, Milo. Now, <laughs> tell us about Milo, mate, Grant.
2: Well, Milo was just born, uh, you know, 2 22, 22. So, uh, deuce is wild, mate. Uh, Milo was just born early this morning. So, uh, congratulations to Ryan. And uh, in honor of Milo, I wanted to pull up the can uh, the yes. of Milo here from Australia. <laughs> Grew up on this stuff, the best stuff ever. Milo, you'll love it.
0: I'm so happy you had that in your pantry, mate. That is a mate. staple. In any kid in Australia growing up, part of the diet, oh, mate, you don't
2: leave home without it. The best stuff, and I just remember eating this stuff on my ice cream, uh, drinking Milo's all day long. I, I, still crush them. Put the milk, just depending on the day, I might go a two scooper, a three, four scoops. <laughs> you know, it's uh, oh mate, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I remember too. Like if you know, hot, if you put in hot water, it'd melt in and be like a hot chocolate, basically, or like they yeah, say yeah. in the states, like a hot, like a hot cocoa, right? Yeah. Which they drink up here on a snowy day. Now, but yeah. when you put it in just straight water or I, I guess you put it in milk, it all comes to the top. Milk. So you get the spoon out yeah. and spoon it out with a teaspoon. <laughs> you got chocolate all over your face. Remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's it. It doesn't really mix in too well. You'll, you'll definitely get that layer on the top and then you just go the, the teaspoon and you just shovel it in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got caught a couple of times. I think Mum caught me a couple of times. Nose deep oh. in the pants. You just straight spoon it out of the tin. <laughs> oh, mate,
2: that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite, mate. I just shove it right in. And it's like eating sand, you know? I mean, it's just like, yeah. once it's in your mouth, it's hard to get out. <laughs> <laughs> you need know, a chase of it, mate. It's so good.
0: Yeah, no, it is. There, there is an Aussie shop here. Uh, that sells a bunch of Aussie stuff. I need to get down there. Yeah, Yeah. You know, skip the Tim Tam, skip the yeah, you know, the Arnold's bikies and get me get me a tin of Milo. But no, good yeah, stuff. Man. So again, coe congratulations, and you new yeah, nephew yeah, Milo. He's going to be an absolute champion. He's got he's got a good uncle bringing him into the world. So yeah, maybe okay. maybe
2: he'll grow up instead of on the uh, on the milk, mate, on the breast milk or on the formula. Maybe just get him straight onto the Milo, mate.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Shocking milk. you will end up yeah, uh, yes. end up. End up with a little Aussie accent. I love it. All right, so we've got a lot to get into. So the latest and greatest as, as we're recording this, and like I said, we should be relatively close to getting back to business, back to spring training. It's going to yeah. be exciting. We've got a bunch of a bunch of players too. I do want to say this. We, I have reached out to different players who do listen to the show. They want to come on. But I understand they want to wait until this, this stuff sorts itself out, which is a perfect time grant. I was getting frustrated the last couple of weeks, but I get it. I totally understand it. They yeah. want to wait till this stuff settles settles down, so they're not, you know, saying saying the wrong things or whatever. Or you know, I totally get that. But spring training is going to be a blast, man. We're going to have a ton of people join us <clears throat> once spring training gets going. Get you excited uh, for the season. But yep. let's jump right into some of the things that popped up in front of us here. They are getting closer. Finally, this last week, they've been spending in the same room together for more than 15 minutes, which is fantastic. And they're slowly starting to make a little bit of headway. So the first thing I do want to talk to you about, which is interesting, it's always been kind of, regardless of this CBA, even as a player, you get put on the 40-man roster, you have three years of options. So ultimately, you have three years to prove that you should stick around and be an an everyday player. And in those three years, in, in our time and up until today, until we looked at this, a team can option you back and forth to AAA as much as they want. Now, there is one thing with this, and if you're unsure about how that works, when you do get optioned down, back in our day, you had to be down for 10 days minimum. So you knew you were, you were sentenced to AAA for 10 straight days, unless there's an injury. Now yep. it's 15. It's 15 days you have to go and, and sit down. And one of the reasons they did that is to limit the amount of times players uh, excuse me, teams can option guys back and forth. So like I said, the amount of times they can go up and down is limit, limitless. There's, there's players who 10 times option back and forth, back and forth, filling yep. it in as a bullpen arm, this, that and the other. So what are your thoughts on this, man? the, 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 the players said, listen, no more than four, you can't option a player in one year back and forth to AAA more than four times. The owner said five. So they're close on that. But what are your thoughts on this? Like, do you think it's something that a team should be able to just option a player back and forth? What are your thoughts on that?
2: It goes both ways, you know? I mean, obviously, he's starting to limit those numbers and not having it limitless. Um, obviously, he's going to, you know, give that guy some more time on the roster. You know, obviously, he gets, you know, sent up and down all year long using... I mean, we'll use the Rays, for example. They they do it all the time. You know, they move send a guy down, bring a guy up, send a guy down. So the service time is not going to be there. The other thing is, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. I mean, the guy might be struggling and not doing so well. Let's say they, they've got a limit at four. He's been, he's at the limit, four. Well, now all of a sudden they can't option him back down. He's struggling, really struggling. They can't afford to keep him on the roster. He might have to be outrighted instead of having that chance to be optioned down. So it can hurt you and it can benefit the player as well. I see it both ways. Um, by having a number, I think there it is good to have a number though, because limitless is just you know, it's yeah, just, it's just as a player, it just drives you crazy, mate. You're down yeah. there, you got two places. You're living, you know, you're living down in Durham, you're living up, you know, in Tampa or wherever, whatever the, the situation is. I know a lot of teams try to keep their AAA affiliate maybe Close. within driving yeah. distance. But you know, you're talking about flights. You're talking about all these different costs that are involved as well for the teams. There's just a, there's a lot of things that go into it. But uh, I like to see the number around four or five. I think I think that's good. I think that's a pretty solid number.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because a team all of a sudden now they have to weigh in on once you get to June, July, August, September with some of these players. So I don't want a situation where again, it, and and this is my point. I was talking to you before we came on let's say you got put on that 40 man roster you're 23 years old you deal with an injury which doesn't again if you're out injured the entire year that doesn't count as an optional optional year right like if yeah. you like if you've only got the three years we can be optioned down back and forth but let's say you miss half a year okay or something along those lines you've dealt with injuries or you've dealt with some other thing whatever you're on that third year and you're still trying to make an impression and you're getting those opportunities anytime. You get an opportunity to go play in the big leagues, whether it's for two days and you get option back down, that's gold. You know, you should never take that for granted. What if you're, that, you're in that third year? And that, that was kind of my point. If I'm in that third year, I've dealt with some injuries. I've struggled a little bit, something off the field's going on, whatever. It's that third year. Now I'm really, really dying. All of a sudden, the team's like, eh, you know what? We've only got four options. We'll burn you out in April, May, because we need those roster spots because you're that last guy in the bullpen. you're you're going to get DFA'd after that. You know what I mean? Even though you're dominating the big leagues. Let's say you put up a zero on the big leagues.
2: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, like you said, there's pros and cons to all these things. But I do like to see him putting a number on it. I do do like to see that. And then leading into that with the, you know, you talk about the options stuff that kind of leads into the, you know, the status of being a a super two and and things like that. You know, have you put up numbers? Because that's the other kind of timeline is – you know once you do get those three years in, now you let's say you're you're out of options, you know, you gotta make that team. You're also looking at okay, what are we paying this guy now? Super two, your arbitration eligibility, and there's a lot of back and forth here between the owners and the players about what the super two status is gonna be. Is it gonna be two years, two plus years? Is it gonna be 22% of the players? that reach that status? Is it going right. to be 80? Are they going to make a change here? Is it going to be a big bonus pool? There's There's been a lot of back and forth about that too. Cause obviously that leads on to future salaries and what you're going to make based off of the year before.
0: And for those, those of you who don't know, like when we're talking pre arbitration, so essentially you have zero to three years before. And when I say before you start getting paid, listen, my, the, the minimum salary, I mean, back when we were playing, it was around you know 300, I think 400,000 or something. Now, it's pushing up past, you know, the half a million dollar mark and then into the 600. So, you know, and as we all know, there's a big gap between what the players want and what the owners are willing to give for, for your minimum salary. The guys who first year in the big leagues up until that third year before you get to arbitration, where arbitration status is basically, then you can start negotiating a little bit and get paid, which again, it's friggin' hard to get to that arbitration number. And Grant, you've dealt with that too. You get to that arbitration and you've, you were dealing and then Ray's basically said, "Listen, listen, take this offer, or we're not going to non-tender you, right at that yeah. tender date." Yeah, which I mean, They can,
2: they can do that. They can put that pressure on you for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: And that was a low-ball offer, right?
2: Um, it's based off of the year before. Yeah, the offer wasn't too bad, but it's based off of the year before what I did, and it comes off of the year before that. I, I my situation a little different. I had I had been injured going into my first year of arbitration. Had a great year. to won something. You know get a bump, but then kind of had a so-so year. So then they're trying to get you there. Then you go out and have another great year, you know, and then you're off as a free agent, but yeah, they they definitely play their cards and, and, and they're trying to, you know, put a scare in you maybe here or there that you force you to take it.
0: Yeah. So it, it's interesting. And looking at some of these numbers, so basically what the players association, they really want to get those guys. And I'll use Aaron judge as an example, you know, 2017, he hit 50 home runs. And he's yeah. essentially making a minimum salary the next year. So the association says, listen, we have to start making changes for players such as Aaron Judge and some of these guys who are putting up better numbers than more than half the league. Yeah. You know, So they're, they're looking at that saying, okay, you, you can't keep sort of getting away with that. The, problem, the thing is with this though, this didn't exist until this year. It was mm-hmm. basically, you have to earn it up until your third year Three years yeah. is a, By the way, three years of playing Major League Baseball service time. That's not three seasons. That's yeah. three full years of service time, including injuries and everything else. To get to three, that's a lot. It takes. Yeah. It takes a lot, and a lot. And of- you think,
2: and you think, it could take a guy seven years just to get to the big leagues.
0: Absolutely. So that's yeah, 10 exactly. years, he's
2: been in baseball for ten years. Actually, like you said, three years of service time. That could mean he had five years of, in the big leagues, up and down, whatever. Exactly. Plus seven years in the mine. He's been playing the game for twelve years. All of a sudden, he's just getting a chance to be paid. Yeah, what a million
0: plus, two million. So, and yeah. again, like, like I said, just if you listen to this, I understand it's a lot of money, and minimum sal- salary is a lot of money. But it's all relative. You're sitting there in a the locker room with with twenty five other dudes, half of them are getting paid three million, five million, six million. And you're outperforming him. You're sitting there going, "Well, hold on a minute." And yeah. and I'm I'm pushing, I've got to push three years to get to, to get to that spot. It's not just about, and this is what gets lost here sometimes. It's not just about that big prospect who got that big bonus, and you know he's gonna play two, three years, and then off off he goes, he's gonna get paid. Getting, no, no, no. This is for those guys, the majority of baseball, that 90% of players, myself included, that you have to each year in, year out. There's nothing really invested in investing in you prior to you getting to the big leagues. You have to outperform, perform, perform. That's a lot, man. It takes a long time. My first year to get yeah. to, to that arbitration size felt like a friggin' lifetime. It took yeah. forever to get there. So yeah. I think just back to that. So basically the, the association says, listen, we want 115 million bucks div- divvied up to as much as far, as far as we know. And this is something we're trying to f- make sure we figured out 150 players that are in that zero to, th- zero to three status that we want to say, listen, give them a bit of a bump. So basically... If you're in that top echelon of players, you're going to divvy up. And I don't know how they want to divvy up. If it's just like a, oh, you're in the top 150. There you go. You get a little bump here. And it's, you're talking about 700,000 extra dollars per player per year. The yeah. union, I'm curious to see where they get to with this. Well, they,
2: they're going to use the war. Apparently they're going to use the right. war. One of one of these ones, with it's fan graphs or whatever it is, yeah. they're going to go off of that. They're going to base it off of that. And there's going to be some type of... Uh, yeah. understanding well, between the players association, and the union, this is what your war is. If you're at a 4.7, yeah. uh, uh, this is what we'll put, you know, this is going to be your bump. Gotcha. This is what raises. So I, I'm assuming that's what it's going to happen. So, and so that's what saying, they're going to have to figure out.
0: So you're saying if you're the 150th player and you just get into that 150, you might, you might get an extra yes. 20 grand. You might go, <laughs> <get, laughs>
2: yeah, you might get an extra two mate. Milo. Yeah. <laughs> you get a of <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it, I mean, it's, it sounds like they
2: want 80% of players in that yeah. super two status to get that bump. Right. You know, Cause like you said, it, it does, it, it does take a while. It does take a while to get yeah. to that status and, and in your career. And, and obviously like you said, you, you, you got hitting 50 home runs. You, you deserve to be paid uh, sure. at a higher level. I can just remember guys put up great years. The team would come back and, and, and back in the day, whatever you talk about a 300,000 minimum, the team would come back and say, well, we'll give you 335. We'll give you, you know, you had a big year. And they would just renew. They would renew and say, thank right. you, I don't want anything. And, and that was just, uh, I think, as a, something to go back after them again. Once they do take them to arbitration and they sit in an arbitration case, they can say, well, we just renewed every year. They, they weren't prepared to give me, they're only going to give me 35,000 oh, like raise. And they would because go Mookie after them then.
0: M- M- Mookie Betts had a renewed contract with a big bump on it. Did some other? How does that work, dude? Cuz I know you cuz I remember every year you'd go into spring training around that time and you're like, "Oh, contract's renewed." And they'd yeah. give you a nice little, you know, a couple extra, you know, 20, 40,000, but there's really they don't need to do that. So what how, what's yeah. that based off on? What's the what's the I, advantage there for the team? I never really went
2: through that. I think it's just trying to I think they're just trying to look after the players okay. because they don't want it, they don't want them to get them on the back end in arbitration. Right. You know, have that kind of rapport with the player and say, hey, we're, you know, we're going to give you that bonus. We appreciate yeah. what you did. As opposed to, well, you know, we're going to give you five grand and the player's like, well, come on. You know, and then uh, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, forget it. We'll renew. And then they'll go after you in arbitration You butt heads. You know yeah, that I mean? makes and sense. Okay. Trying to get them.
0: But if the team says, let's say the team, let's say the minimum salary is 500K, right? Like it was, you know, whatever it was last year. Let's say 500. And let's say the team says, oh, we'll give you 550. And you're like, nah. <laughs> like, can't they say, well, look, we offered him the, yeah, the money. I suppose. Like,
2: I mean, I don't really know the particulars when it comes to that, but definitely if they put an offer in and you reject it, I mean, that's on you.
0: Kelly had something the apprentice had something to say about uh Mike Trout. What did Mike yeah. Trout get his first year as a thank you? a little
1: The Angels gave him a million dollars million going into 2014, which is higher than the minimum of whatever it is, 550 because they wanted to foster that good relationship with him. And then they were able to sign him to the long-term deal. It's not an actual <laughs> thank you, obviously, but I think it sets a good precedent if you want to lock him up long-term.
0: Yeah. Well, there you have it. Call me exactly. the apprentice.
2: And I, I do remember that. I do yeah. remember that number. As soon as you brought up Mike Trout, I remember that million bucks. It was smack bang on a million. And they said, here you go, mate. Here's your first meal. Actual actual fact that he was the first round and he already had a couple mil in his pocket, but yeah.
0: Now that, that worked because obviously they locked him up and hopefully, and we talked a little bit about this and I want to talk about uh, Juan Soto here in a second, players sticking around with the same club their entire career, Derek Jeter, Edgar Martinez. We talked to Justin Marino about that. Let's say Mike Trout said, nope, I don't want to renew that F off. Give me the minimum. Can you do that? Or they say, nope, we're giving you a million bucks, whatever. And then when we get to arbitration, if they ever did, they end up signing a long-term deal. They can say, sorry. Mm-hmm we got your hair. It's just interesting. I, I just think there's, it's kind of like a little bit of a gunslinging with that, in, in it, so to speak, because they can basically control all of that, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, that's that they have the control there. And then they, <clears throat> I think it's just about keeping that rapport between the two sides, you know, the agent, the player, the team, yeah. having that good relationship between the two of them, showing that, yeah. hey, you know, we appreciate what you've done. And obviously with certain players, they know they want to keep them around. They're you know, they're going to build their club around them. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take care of some guys, right? More so on, than others.
0: On that note, man. On on that note, and again, look, we, we both grew up in Australia. You see these players. It's a little bit different now, but in the sports that we watch, they sign with that team, and that's it. They're with that team for life. Baseball's yeah. never really been like that, unless you're a, like I said. Derek Jeter, maybe it was back in the day. I mean, look, Babe Ruth went from frigging the Red Sox to the Yankees, and he wasn't going anywhere after that. Derek Jeter was never going to play with anyone outside of the Yankees. It's kind of weird to see, you know, Tom Brady was with the Patriots. Kind of weird. It's still weird to see him in a Tampa Bay uniform.
2: Yeah, definitely different.
0: Yeah, even even I think... We had Joe
2: Maurer who obviously retired right. a few years ago with the twins and you got Ryan Zimmerman who's yep. announcing his retirement. I believe he was with the nationals the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, there's been a few, there's always a handful, but yeah, you just, you just don't see it as much anymore for sure as, you know, yeah. and a lot of these contracts, which were kind of leading into uh, some of these deals that, you know, they get backloaded for instance, Soto, he's, he's been offered 13 years at 350 million.
0: Just on that too. If, if you're unaware, Juan soda, really good player, nationals right before the deadline. And I'm curious, I want to talk about this in a second. You can explain it. But right before the deadline, 13 years, what 350 mil? Yeah,
2: just a cool 350.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you scratch your head like what mate, like yeah. 13 years of what, what yeah, are you you're cracking, thinking, mate, 350
2: of? million, but Like you said, it's crazy. People listening will think, "Oh, you know, this is insane," and and myself included. Three hundred fifty million. Think, oh, mate, you jump at it, right? The only way you're going to get three fifty is win the lotto, right? (laughs) The numbers come up, you get the five numbers and the and the the supplemental, mate. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, I mean, you know, twenty seven million. He looks at it as like, well you know, this guy's getting 30 odd. I could get 30 plus. Mm-hmm. So he's rejected it. And now uh, we're sitting here in a lockout and I'm sure things will fire back up and he'll he'll end up getting a deal uh, with the Nationals. Something to work out, I, I would think. Yeah, I don't know how far apart they were or too much on that. But uh, it definitely it leads us into you now talking about some of these contracts and and the money that's being spent in the game. Talking about the longevity of players staying with teams and and, and making 27 million. And it, the way they set up these contracts now, 13 year contracts, typically they backload a lot of them. Like Stanton, you know, with the Marlins, signs a massive deal, 325 mil, 13 years or whatever it was. Next thing you know, he's wearing pinstripes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people are shaking their head thinking, well, I thought he was going to be in Miami for 13 years. <laughs> well, think again, guys, because, yeah, you know, like there's no way the Marlins are going to walk out <laughs> 40 mil a year at some point. You know what I mean? So, so, some some yeah, poor bastard's
0: got, yeah. got a and tattoo on his arm walking around Miami right now. Yeah,
2: that's it, mate. He's, uh, he's uh, true and true. But, you know, it's just the way it is. A lot of those contracts are set up that way. It happens a lot in the game. And you know, typically, now, th- you see them end up with with bigger teams, bigger market teams.
0: And I've said this too, and I said this when, when Steven Strasburg signed that deal after 2019, Nationals won. Strasburg's yeah. had just a ton of injuries. But the Nationals decide he becomes a free agent world series MVP free agent well they sign him but to, the, the thing that got got me and this was kind of heading into a, an era I thought of a lot of one-year two-year deals you see Trevor Bauer like just up the amount of money and as he yeah. says or some of these guys say I'm going to back myself sign a shorter term deal with more money per, per year yeah. I was thinking baseball is going to go way more towards short short-term deals but then talking to Chris Woodward a couple episodes ago you, you you kind of get the sense that it's all about years, and even talking to mm-hmm. Liam Hendricks, he talked about that too. The play, yep. the cost of this to the team is going to be years. So in order for Juan Soto to get close, remotely close, to get some sort of bargain per year, all right, man, we'll give you ten plus years, make it thirteen. And like you yeah. said, not that the Nationals well, have no intention of keeping him around, you know, sixth, seventh year on or whatever, four years in. Well,
2: but, well, I have, um, I have something to add to that. I mean, it all, it all do, does come into the point where, okay, is he going to be a cornerstone guy for how long, right? They, they know what they want. They, they're thinking, all no, right, this guy's a cornerstone for 10 years, 10 plus years. He could sit here and play right field for us for 10 years. We've got no one else that we're going to bring in. Then you got other teams like the Dodgers. They say, well, we got little Johnny down in double A, mate, and this guy's going to be a stud. We'll do Bauer for two years. But after that, Johnny's going to be ready and we can get him and he can put up some serious numbers up here in the big leagues because they got prospects just coming through the system. So it, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of thought process past you know, what I know, obviously not knowing what each organization has and, and what's going on on the inside. But um, that's definitely what they're thinking, You know, too, on these longer-term deals, shorter-term deals, yeah. what's in the wings, what's waiting in the minor leagues. And, oh, and you know, sure. how long do they want these players around, you know?
0: The other thing, and, and just back to, to Justin Morneau, and he wasn't ripping on the Tampa Bay Rays, but yeah. if you're a fan, like you're talking about building a fan base and the, the game, the state of the game for some of these teams that wave the white flag. We talked about the anti-tanking rules, uh, not rules, sorry, the, the anti-tanking measures that are coming in, which I love. I love the fact that that's a huge priority to these to the CBA where you get incentivized. And this is stuff we'll talk about in, in a week or so. You get incentivized if you do good things for your young players with draft picks and what have you. Yeah. If you're a team that just, you're going to have a good player, good prospect, use him for a couple of years, and then off you go. You're not buying jerseys. You're not investing in that team. You're a 12, you have a 12-year-old son who goes and watches their favorite player and gone in two years. You're not going to build a fan base. More and I talked about that. You mentioned Joe Maurer. The Twins always had those steady figures that everyone could could look at, especially in, the, in those good years where they, they had really good runs and everything else. I just think for the game for the game itself, the long-term deals ha- have at it. It gives them more of a chance to have stability, more of a chance to say Juan Soto is the face of our team. Go buy the jerseys. Go get invested because we're going to build a team around him. And it's exciting too. It tells the fan base, look, we're, we're ripping in here. This is, this is our yeah. time. This is our next decade of good, good stuff.
2: And think about when you show up to some of these stadiums, you see some of these monuments out the front of these stadiums. These are guys that didn't just yeah. play two or three years with that club. <laughs> they played <laughs> no. a long time. And I know, where are all the monuments going to go? That's right. Yeah, exactly. All the monuments, mate. There, there won't be any. You've got retired numbers on the wall. I mean, that's something that's that's to be point. proud of. You go you go into the stadium and you see your numbers retired. Yeah. You know, obviously you had longevity there with that club. You know, so things like that are pretty cool to go in. The history... You know, behind the clubs, the teams, For sure. and the game itself, don't want to see that go either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Spe- speaking of teams getting more competitive, this is something I, I, I really wanted to um, to talk about. The playoffs. Now, 2020, we had ex- expanded playoffs. I didn't yeah. mind it, man. I, I honestly didn't mind seeing some of these other teams get a crack at making the playoffs. But on the flip yeah. side, the, the Seattle Mariners, right? They won ninety. They win ninety plus games. They're out of the playoffs. They've had a 20-year drought, and their big goal is to get to the playoffs. Now, if you're in a situation where half the league gets in, aren't you like, uh, well, you know, I think the MLB basically wanted 14 teams in the playoffs. Players Association uh, said, okay, we'll come up to 12. That's where we kind of stand right now. First of all, I've got a question for you. Why would the Players Association want to limit the amount of teams that are in the playoffs?
2: So that's a good question. I mean, I, uh, I I do know that a lot of the money's going out to ownership, right? Once we have extended playoffs, obviously there's there's more games, there's more revenue coming in, and, and a lot of that's being paid out to the ownership. So they want the more more teams keep that revenue. Uh, you know, there's more games on TV, just more money in general. The players, that side of things, it's uh, they're at twelve. And I think they like the expanded, but the other side of it is I think that they know that if we go too many, yeah. like you said, teams won't spend to get to the playoffs. They know that, oh, I could sit back and win 82 games and still get to the playoffs. Right. And if I get hot, like the Cardinals, 80 wins or whatever it was, 82 wins, get hot, and you can have a run and go all the way through and win the World Series possibly. Not to say that they won it, but you can have a good run and get deep into the playoffs. Whereas yeah. you got another team that won 103 games, went out and spent big, did everything, so to speak, the right way, and, you know, and get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing they're talking about, too, is, I mean, yeah, I remember uh, the short season there, 2020. I think the Reds hadn't been in the playoffs for ages, and they snuck in there with like 80 <laughs> wins or something, you know what I mean? And yeah. all the fans are like, oh, yeah, we made the playoffs, you know, and then see you later after the first round. But... Like you said, I think it's it's got to be a certain point where it's, like you said, they're saying 12, the, the owners want 14 because, you know, they know there's more money there. But the players are saying, well, hang on. If we, if we let too many in, you know, there's only 30 teams in the league. I'm not going to let half the teams in the league right. just make the playoffs all of a sudden and have a run at it. Why am I going to spend all this money to finish first? And then the other flip side of that too now is they're talking about MLB saying, well, if you finish first... You can choose to play the team that, that right. only won 80 games and knock them out. You have that choice. So yep. that's kind of where they're trying to give a little bit back to the players by saying, well, we want 14, but you can choose them. Just knock them out if you don't think that they deserve to be there.
0: Here's the thing too, and, and I know Coey had a couple of thoughts on this. Coe what do you got, man? Your Padres, let's say your Padres are that 14th team right? You're a big padre. You, you love your San Diego Padres. Let's say, they're the 14th team. Haven't, haven't done any, haven't spent any money. There's been no one in the States. Obviously they're good, good on that right now, but hypothetically, how are you feeling from a fan's point of view, sneaking in the playoffs at that last minute?
1: Yeah. I mean, you talked about it with the Mariners too, where if the Mariners made it in a 14, you know, they haven't made it since 2001. If they made it in a 14 team playoff where they were 82 and 80, is that all that special? I don't know. I I don't think so, personally. And the Padres hadn't made the playoffs since 06 until 2020. Now, they were the third best team in the National League. They would have made it, no matter what, the expanded playoffs or not, in 2020. But it still kind of felt, I hate to use the word cheap, but it felt like less than it would have had they played, well, had they played a full 162, obviously, but had they earned it in a 10-team format, and my big problem with it, I mean, look at let's look at 2021, right? In the American League, expanded playoffs would have been great. The Blue Jays, Mariners had great years, fun yeah. young teams, good offense in Toronto. I would have loved to have seen those two play on the big stage. But in the National League, the Reds and Phillies didn't belong in the playoff. I mean, come on. And if you if there are 14 teams making it, then what's the incentive to go spend on that middling free agent when you can just hope that a Jonathan India breaks out and that's good enough to get you 82 wins and then you make the playoffs. And as we know, in baseball, the Braves won the World Series. You make the playoffs, anything can happen. I think you should have to earn it there.
0: I, I agree with that. If I'm the sixth or seventh best team and I've gone and spent money and been motivated and blah, 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 then I play this 14th team and whatever, it's that one game. that That's the thing that gets me, mate, with this situation where it, it could be you're one of these top echelon teams, killing it all year long. And I get, oh, it comes down to one game. you got to take care of business. Baseball's 162 games. You get to the playoffs, not based on one game, right? You get to the World Series and all of a sudden game six, game seven, that's where it's, that's where there's different elements come in. I'm talking about 14th place team that went on a good run or whatever. I haven't spent any money. You're right, man. There's that incentive to just be like, eh, oh, we might go get a couple of players. We might go on a you're run. Play, mate,
2: you're playing with house money at that point, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're sure. playing with house money. Like it's basically what it is. You know, you get in, you're probably so shocked you even got in.
0: <laughs> Put it in this way: look, and, and I don't speak for everyone here in Seattle because I know we have a lot of Seattle listeners. The end of the year was an absolute blast. That last weekend felt like the playoffs. It, my heart was racing the whole time. It was sick. We had it was all dependent on the Red Sox and the Yankees. They had to lose a game, etc. Blah blah blah. There was this there was this anticipation. Now the team was not quite there a month. Uh, three weeks prior, so you wouldn't see people in the seats, even the Tuesday, Wednesday night before that weekend, the place wasn't packed right. That mm-hmm. weekend rolls around, it's like, damn, you really had to earn it hard to get there, and it just created this whole buzz. Now, if you're rolling in with a 78 win <laughs> team, whatever you're like, hey, yeah, oh, we're in the playoffs, great, just like you see. I, I lived in friggin' Arizona, I remember the Suns, this, uh, the Phoenix Suns, Man, people love the Suns, but it wasn't this playoff buzz because the NBA takes half the league into the playoffs. You know I mean? like it's, yeah like I I struggle with that a little bit. I think tw- you know 12 I mean, teams
2: I agree with the 12. I like uh like you said you get that buzz there's more opportunity at the end of the year for people to play. So you're going to get those trades. There's there's more opportunity for people teams I should say uh to get into the playoffs. They're going to they're going to go for it. They're going to you know it's going to create more buzz in the game for the fans at the end of the year. You know it, it wasn't too long ago there was only eight teams going to the playoffs. Right, yeah. three one from each division and a wild card. That's it. That's
0: steep, mate. That is one steep. Split, that's <laughs> it.
2: You know what I mean? And then, if you were, you know, if you were five games back, I mean, or whatever, 10 games back with two weeks, it was like good luck, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, 10 games back with two weeks, if there is 12 that like the players want, that still gives that buzz yeah. for the teams to, sure. you know, have a chance and for the for the fans. I mean, I can sit here and tell you a story when I was in Oakland. I think I've said it before, maybe on here. Six games to go. Five games back, we were. Never been in first place, mate. We went in. Texas got swept by Seattle or something like that. And we swept someone. Anyways, now we're two games back with three to play. We've gained that three games. Yeah, we went in, beat Texas the first night, beat Texas the next night. Now it's like winner takes all the last day beat them, won the division right there on the last day on on game 162, won the division and and go to the playoffs. Never been in first place the whole year. 162, we're in first place right at the right time, mate. So that's just like unbelievable.
0: Yeah, that's the famous story of you kicking water bottles off mounds to get into the game, mate. I I remember clear as day. I saw that. By the way, I did put a clip up on our social media, the water, you can see you walking on the mound. I don't know if you check this out on the social. You do see water splash up. (laughs) <laughs> that's cold dude because well, that's, that's the, why i pitched four
2: days in a row i'm like i'm gonna go five yeah. i'm gonna finish it finish what i started you know along you, with you the, know the a few of the other boys dude little and cookie and whatnot and obviously the whole team but just for as a bullpen guy you know
0: the best was when you told that story i was laughing my ass off and it was great and then it got invalidated yeah. when Jesse Chavez came on Jesse Chavez came on and said I said, Oh, what was it like having Grant as a uh, teammate? Boom. The first story he goes to is the, uh, <laughs> the water bottle. I was like, Yes, this is not exaggerated at all. And you're not the kind of person to exaggerate, that's for sure. But sometimes, yeah, uh, oh, you know, I kicked, I punched him in the face. I tell him to beat it. It's like, Yeah, that you kind of just shove the dude. You know what I mean? Like when people uh, exaggerate. Story said, "Now that, that was, that was absolutely gold.
1: The year you kicked the water bottle grant, was that the year that Josh Hamilton like dropped the shallow pop flying center or was that a different? Year? Yeah. He,
2: he dropped the, he, <laughs> uh, the ball. Uh, it was the sun ball. Yeah. We called it the sun ball, mate. The sun was so bad out there, but Coco Chris, mate, he could, he knew how to shield it. No one else, no one else did, but he could do it. And he'd be I down know. there like this. He'd get all the way down on his knees and he'd be shielding that bum, and he'd catch balls. Yeah, like two feet off the ground sometimes in center field, but yeah, Hamilton just plain dropped it. And it so what? It so what? Deep.
0: What? Coe, the Apprentice is trying to say, Grant, if you if you miss that, and that's quite a dig, I think you missed it. He basically said the only reason the Oakland days got to the playoffs is because Josh Hamilton dropped the ball.
1: Oh come on, that is not what I was saying. <laughs> come on, now. it's because they had a great closer. That, wouldn't take yeah, that no, from I the mean, Apprentice.
2: It definitely, it definitely, um, it definitely <laughs> helped. I think, I think we were tied with it. might have been in that last game, actually. But we were, it was a close like – we had already tied them up. It was the last game of the year. But I think it was definitely a ball that should have been caught. But um, it definitely gave us a huge, huge advantage and uh, got got us back in that game or, or gave us the lead. or can't remember what it was. But definitely, yeah, I do remember it.
0: Do you always notice, too, real quick on this, because I've got a couple more thoughts on the playoffs before we move on to another topic, which I cannot wait to talk about. Something I noticed in college baseball here coming up here in a second, but the walls in Oakland, they're always moist. What is with that? Do you remember that?
2: Like, uh, put- mate, I never got that close to them. I never got that <laughs> like close
0: when you, when you uh, to That's probably horse. all
2: that fog that comes in, mate, off the bay.
0: Oh, it's I, always it's cold like, down
2: there. It's always cold. they always the night hosing this there.
0: place down like 24 7. They got the spring. Oh, during right?
2: the day, it's beautiful. The sun's out. Yeah, it's, it's nice. beautiful. And then as soon as the night rolls around, oh, like, you got those thick coats on every night down there.
0: Yeah, you, gotta wear, you gotta wear two jumpers, mate.
2: Yeah, yeah I got my skivvy
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, lucky, lucky down, Jindabyne. All right, now real oh, quick, yeah. just but just I want to wrap up the playoffs thing here. Listen, I i got to say, 2020, and I think because I was baseball starved that year, I did like seeing a little bit of variety with the playoffs. I did, but I do yeah. love the fact that it is limited. It always has been. You mentioned before how it's just the one wild card team. You work your ass off to try and get that that second spot if you're out of first place, if a team's run away with 162 games. Man, I, I, I like the fact they're playing with this a little bit. I think they have to, but I just don't want to see, oh, so-and-so, uh, you know, the Cincinnati yeah. Reds are in the playoffs. I'm like, no. I don't know one player on this team. I'm not going to watch that man. Like I'm just, you know. Nah, mate. I,
2: I totally agree with you. I agree with Kawi, mate. It's you got to earn it. You got to earn it to get to the playoffs. I mean, that's just plain and simple to me. You can't just scrape into the playoffs and think, "Oh yeah, here we are." I just feel like that's something that's that's like an award. I'm not going to give you an award, best, you know, the best and fairest, mate. Like, forget that award. You're either the MVP or you're to. <laughs> Or you go home with nothing. You know the best in Paris to me was like, come on, mate. I'm just,
0: highly commended.
2: Go take the guy to Macca's <laughs> and give, you know, give him a Big Mac meal and just call it a day. Forget. Right. Be done with the best in Paris. Best We're in MVP Paris. here and that's it. You know.
0: I got I got a couple of times the highly commended award. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got the stud. The kid is just killing it, crushing balls, just. Throwing yeah. you know, absolute gas past everyone, the MVP or the the, yeah. the golden arm, or whatever. Then you've got the wow. yeah you know, best and fairest, like the best sportsman, yeah. whatever. Then you yeah. got the bloody highly 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 commended, which. Colby, well, I, th- I think it's the yeah. equivalent, mate, to the, the most improved.
2: The most, most improved, improved. yeah. Well, then again, I guess the most improved. I mean, you could be that kid that was at the bottom of the team. Fair enough. You no, know, you're not. You're not that MVP, but mate, you got you you worked your butt off. You got so close. Yeah. There is maybe, there is time for an award there. I Trying can see the, that. If you really yeah. see the kid working hard and putting in.
0: Yeah. And for all those most improvers out there running around. You know, keep going. You keep going, mate. I'll tell you what. <laughs> but there, there was always that like, um, yeah, and the one bloke, he was quiet at the beginning of the year. Then he started getting, getting involved and getting into it, getting stuck in. Uh, Tommy, up you come, mate. Most improved. Highly <laughs> <Holy> commended. And <laughs> exactly. the mum and dad like,
2: yeah,
0: it's awesome. But no, yeah, you mate. do drive keep away.
2: Up, mate. You'll be right at the top.
0: Yeah, you got your uh, you got your your trophy, you got the best teammate. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> I, I, I think Cowie the Apprentice. I think he he was the uh, recipient of a couple of these awards. He's throwing them up on the.
2: Hey, he's looking up on his shelf, mate. As as we're talking, yeah, I know I know him all
1: too well. My high school varsity days, I was uh, I was the best teammate quite a few times.
2: <laughs> he's glancing uh, no, up. Good, where... good on ya. It's it's a good one to have.
0: Every t- every time. Mate. Every time we bring him on, we'll bring him on here in a second. But every time we bring him on, yeah, you know, he he slowly tries to turn the computer screen off to the wall where he's got the wall of trophies. The yeah, most that's improved.
1: it. Line <laughs> them up. Now
0: yeah, um, listen, mate. Some, when we talk about the, the game and and not changing rules, I don't. I think we're on that fence, mate. I think you've got the old generation. It's like don't change the game. I'm on the fence. There's some things I want to keep. Some things I want to bring in, but I will put my foot down on this one. I want to talk about this, mate. I've noticed yeah. this over the weekend. And this kind yeah. of went viral. You saw some of the best college teams, these pitchers with these wristwatches or wristbands on, getting the signs. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, let's get rid of those things. Quick, smart. All right,
2: and it's uh, they're not wearing Breitling's either. I don't know what these <laughs> things are.
0: So I don't know what's going on there. I don't. Who,
2: who's making these things, and, and what's going on, Coe, You got a little bit of inside there, mate. Or hey, Kobe,
1: what do you got on this, mate? Let me make it very clear. I am. I love bat flips. I love three O swings. Like I am not an old get off my lawn fan. I'm a young kid. Right. I don't like the watch technology. I don't even like when the catcher pulls out a card. You like when Kiermaier oh, stole the card.
2: Yeah, I didn't yeah. mind
1: that. Yeah, I don't think that should be a part of it. I'm all for using technology to learn and get better. I'm all for having the scouting reports. That's awesome. But once you're on the field, I don't think it should be about how much data the coach can feed into your ear or your wristwatch, I think it should be up to you. How much do you know? Here's the thing. Here's the thing
0: on this too. And you mentioned the cards. Now I I will say this because i got a long list of things I want to discuss with this watch. We don't have a whole lot of time. I always say that in college, no pun intended. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Grant. (laughs) So you, you don't usually always see the, the, the gizmos or, or the, the, uh, the antics in college baseball sneak into the big leagues, right? There's things I love about college baseball. I love it. I mean, we've got a yeah. bunch of um, next-gen kids all over. I loved it this weekend. Oregon State. We've got JUCO kids. You know, i got a kid at Grand Canyon University. I love watching the stuff. Awesome programs. And the talent level's insane now, I feel like. Maybe because of the COVID year, everyone's stuck around. These, guys, these kids are studs. Absolute studs. But just back to the, the wrist thing, the card thing, right? I noticed that in college before I noticed in the big leagues. Usually you don't see this technology, this gizmo stuff that you see in college baseball, some of the random whatever you see sneak into the big leagues. I hey. don't want to see these in the big leagues. I'll, t- I'll give you the red hot tip. The other one, now, Willie Bloomquist, shout out to Willie, who's going to come on the show here in a couple of weeks. He's the head coach at Arizona State University. Play with him in the big leagues. I said to him, I said, what do you got on these wristwatches? He said, no chance at ASU we're using them. Yeah. You no, know, some of these professional, ex-professional players, they want their catcher to call the game. That's how they're going to learn. That's how they're going to learn the hitters, read the swing, sitting right behind him. In college baseball, the coach is, you know, touching the face, giving the signs to the catcher to give on to the pitcher. Look, I get it, man. You've got analytics and stuff. I don't know how deep of analytics you got in college baseball because a lot of these guys, you still can't get really good video on these players anyway. You really can't. It's not like college football. It's not like the big leagues where you can go and pull up. You're playing the Atlanta Braves and you can pull up their local feed and boom, off you go. you got all the video you want. A coach sitting in the dugout, I'm sorry, I think is going to limit what happens if he's calling the signs as opposed to that catcher learning, the, learning his pitcher, getting a feel. He's sitting the inches away from the hitter. So that's the argument there with the watch. Yeah. Oh, well, it's easy for the coach. coaches to go click, click, click. It's coming from the coach actually. And the yeah. catcher gets it, the pitcher gets it, and off you go. These things are ridiculous, man. I've seen like a red one, I've seen a black one. So
2: what are you saying, it goes from the coach to the pitcher and then to the catcher? Or to how does that
0: it goes both. both? So
2: yeah. So like the- so everyone's the- on the same page. there should be no cross-ups.
0: Look how the battery goes down or something. Pitches out there running circles. The thing is, yeah. you, you can't shake off the you can't kind of shake off a coach in college, but a lot of these programs, you're not gonna shake them off, right? Yeah. So he says fastball inside, boom, and then and the pitcher has to look at it and go, okay, fastball inside.
1: I mean, what if yeah. I'm like, man, I just – I'm not feeling it. Uh, just – and I know baseball, pitch sequencing, it's all complex, and that's what I love about baseball. But at what point, just holistically speaking, is it not sports? You know, like is having a watch E-gangs. with – Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and from t-ball up to the big leagues, has the right fielder ever known mm-hmm. what pitch the reliever is going to throw?
2: So now – so now, so now yeah. we – I was going to say, so now we're going to have everyone on the field wearing it. So the right fielder is like, all right, he's throwing a fastball in. I'm going to shade to the left. So the, the, the coach doesn't have to even say, hey, shade, because you, you're already shading for the pool hitter, right?
1: And it takes away that, you know, the shortstop mouthing to the second baseman who gives a knot to the first baseman. Yeah. Okay. Fastball away to this. Well, he might sliders. he might
2: just call him instead. You might just grab your cell phone, <laughs> yeah. and just call him. You know, ask Siri to
1: text him what. <laughs> yeah, to say. Siri, yeah. just text him over there. Hey. I and mean,
2: like you said, th- those type of things starts getting a little bit too much. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love the technology off the field and what it brings. So, but when you go out there on the field, I like to see the guy out there old school competing through threw a fastball in and then the catch is going back they're working together as a battery Absolutely. and 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 what's he going to throw here you he can go with the slider i don't want to see my coach in you know in in there having to tell me what to do because i will tell you now once you get to pro ball which is only gonna be a year or two away you have to start figuring it out the coach ain't gonna be there to hold your hand and say oh i gotta go fastball in." like right and you would hope that they know how to pitch and learn how to pitch. But
0: on, on that, on that, right. Classic example. I, we have a scouting report, right? Now this is back in the day. It's, it's different now. I want to talk about analytics here in a second. You you, you have to go off field. You, you notice there's, and again, let's say this sneaks into the big leagues, right? And you've got the left field, right field, center field with the same wrist, wristwatch. Big is shake all the time. They do. Liam Hendricks is in the ninth inning, whatever. You see him shake all the time because he knows, he knows exactly what feels right at that moment. So what's he supposed to do? Go, uh, no, p- press a big X on that and go, no, and put something else in. And is he going to literally sit there and go like this and tap off? It's not going it, to
2: speed up the game. It's going to slow the game down in
0: reverse. 100%, right?
2: And then you're going to have a Wi-Fi malfunction. The Bluetooth's not going to work and something's going to oh, happen. and You have to call time. Hey, just, just on you know how technology too. works, mate. It has its glitches.
0: Just on that. Now, kids, I get it, man. They even Kali, your age too. You're younger than us. The wrap soda machine. Now, I set up the wrap soda when I'm working with these kids, right? We're working on Velocity, they're like, "Oh, I've got the wrap soda out." It's like, no, no, no. Listen, mate, you're right now. You're throwing 82 miles an hour. This thing, the rap, rap so no, no offense to rap, though, but it can get glitchy sometimes. It drops out. So I'm sitting there, I've got now with this kid to try and throw a bullpen session. I'm spending 15 minutes trying to get this thing to, to connect on the Bluetooth and everything. It does my head. I'm like, dude, just get up there and let, let's just pitch, man. Let's get some feel going. I'll get the, I'll get the radar gun out. Let, let's get some real work in. Stop worrying about what this frigging rap Soto says. It goes back yeah. to, again, I don't mean to get fired yeah. up about this. It goes back to, too much putting things into uh, analytics' hands. Have some feel. We've seen a pattern here from every guest we've had, current player, managers, past player, coaches, whatever. They all say the same thing. You have to have that human element, that gut feeling, if you want to win, especially Justin Morneau said. Everyone can get the 70% numbers. You want to get that 30%, you have to have that feeling. A wristwatch ain't going to do that. you what do you got, champion?
1: One last thing for me on this. As a fan, nothing to do with playing the game. When I'm watching a television broadcast and no one's on base, I love looking into the catcher's sign and going, yeah. oh, OK, Adam Wainwright's going to throw the curveball right here. Interesting. Yeah. He's starting at the cool. curveball and then he's going to a fastball. I see the one. I know what a two is. And, you know, obviously it changes the guys on base and some guys, some teams are using multiple signs now anyways. But, you know, when the camera zooms yeah. in on Yachty putting down the signs, yeah. I love that. And if you take yeah. that away because it's all on a wristwatch, that takes away part of my enjoyment. And then, right then you right. got the
2: base runners peeking in to see what sign is, if he's gonna run on that pitch or if he's right. not, what's he gonna awesome. do? That's it's the sports and parts of the that is part of the game. That's all what we love. It's sport, uh, exactly. You're taking away too much of the game by bringing those into it.
0: hundred percent a hundred percent. Now, talking about a sport, let's let's transition to our Aussie segment. Now, if you got any, by the way, you got any thoughts about anything we talk about. We get hit up all the time. Really good questions from all over the world. Bring them in, mate. I do a pretty good job of getting back to you. I'm sorry if I haven't just yet, but I do a pretty good job of getting back to you either at thetopstep.com or on social media. Or on the show. Answer questions on the show. Yeah, we can answer questions on the show. Absolutely. For sure. Um, Now, listen, speaking of sport, mate, there is nothing greater than the the Ironman series in the 90s, mate. Was there anything better than that?
2: Mate, I used to love it. I used to flick the telly on on a weekend See oh. the uh grain and all that stuff, mate. Oh yeah. Solo now, mate- solo first, solo
0: man. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Solo crusher Slam it down fast. The bigger right. fast. I forgot about that. But I remember being growing up in the nineties, dude, in Australia? And you'd have I think was it a Sunday ARVO that had the Iron Man series on? Yeah,
2: usually on a Sunday Arvo down at you know Manley or on the northern beaches there or wherever up on it the maybe, Gold any, Coast, cooling any, any, beaches, yep, gold coast. That was a lot massive. of the sponsors now, I think Milo is sponsoring a lot of that stuff now, actually. I've noticed oh, on. some of the some of the kids' ones and the younger ones as well. No, they should. So, mate, uh, I'll tell
0: you what, yeah. usually endurance sports don't get a whole lot of play on TV or, or anything for that matter. You know, they kind of get, I yeah. mean, they're great athletes and they get pushed to the side. But I've got to say, mate, now when I say Ironman series, I'm not talking about Ironman as in triathlon, bike, swim, run. I'm talking about, yeah. excuse me, sorry, swim, it bike, is. run. Yeah. Well, well, no, it is. yeah, but it is, but you're paddling boards on the beach.
2: Yeah. Paddling on... boards, running. The surf hiking. ski. Yeah. They typically were running, paddling and swimming. I think yeah, it was
0: always, it was always kind of different. They had the yeah. board paddle. They had the surf ski, which yep. is basically, you know, it's like a kayak, basically. Kayak, yeah, right, But um, Through the waves. Had...
2: You're getting crushed by waves, mind you.
0: Crushed. I remember
1: And then,
2: was... then you ride them in. I used to love it too. You get the guy out the back, you'd catch <laughs> one and you'd pass the guy in the front. You're like, ah, oh, mate. there There was a lot of tip back and forward. Yeah, yeah, and, tat, and, and, right? and the
0: skis are bumping into each other, the boards are bumping in, and they get yeah, and they
2: get onto the sand and give you a nudge and put a yeah. shoulder in, and then exactly. You you they to go around the flags, and rip in tight into the flags because you had to know. make that turn
0: on that soft sand, just gassed. And you get yeah. the guys too; they get off the ski too early, and the water's too deep, so they're trying to do the, the oh, hero, yeah, yeah, hero right. run to the water. No, mate, there was a lot of doing?
2: strategy. You had to you had to ride it all the way in, try yeah. to catch a wave. There was a bit of luck there too, catching a wave right at the right time. Yeah, there was.
0: Yeah, you had to know, you know, you had to know what you're doing. But, uh, but yeah, guess. the
2: big ones, like you say, uh Trevor Handy,
0: mate. Who are some who are some of the uh the all-stars? Who's in the hall of fame here? Trevor Handy, obviously. I mean, he was on uh, the yeah. commercials too. Like, um, I think there was one commercial he had when Vita Weeks was making a push. Remember, Wheat Bix was the big one. You had your, the wheat Bix. that's what you would eat. Basically yeah. just big blocks of like wheat, I guess. I don't know. It's like a, a cereal. But what you would do is just slam on the sugar, remember, on top of them? Oh, yeah, that's it. Just so it's
2: right on top, mate.
0: Because it's pretty dry. I mean, it's super dry if you don't put the sugar on, right? You got Guy one. Leach. You got Trevor Guy Leach. Guy Leach. Grant Kenny.
2: Grant Kenny. That was the one. That's why I was saying there was one with the same name as me. He had the, Grant he had the, Kenny. Kenny. Missus, that was it.
0: His missus did it too. What was her name? Um, didn't you Oh, ever... that's
2: right. Yeah. And she was good too. Lisa Curry Kenny. That's
0: <laughs> right, mate. Lisa that's Curry
2: right. Kenny, mate.
0: Mate, they were prime time. That Like, do you remember? Oh, wait, mate. mate. Yeah, they were Grant, all over it. Grant Kenny. I mean, I guarantee you that bloke is still smashing out twenty k runs on the soft sand. I guarantee. Oh yeah. It. Yeah, I'm they're worried. both
2: in uh, both in great nick. Oh, Says yeah. here, I'm seeing a picture here. Grant Kenny, fifty two, shows off his first Ironman figure while enjoying a day at the surf. They got a bunch of kids. Looks like they got three kids. Anyway, he's yeah. still still in good nick for fifty two.
0: Yeah, look at this. See that they married. Uh, wait, fifty two? Be older than that, wouldn't he? Says so you fifty two. No, he'd, he'd be older than that. I mean, Lisa Curry Kenny, she won the Commonwealth Swimming Champion in nineteen eighty six. You're all kidding, aren't you?
2: Oh no. Well, this might this might be. No, old see, man. look, Grant well, Kenny's old. I'm he's, looking at. <laughs> you're
0: looking at something. No, he, he's he fifty eight. He was born in nineteen sixty three.
2: There you go. If if you saw a picture of him, though, no, you wouldn't. He'd, totally different. You're no, he looks up. like
0: he's thirty five, mate. But just his no. skin. His skin's just gone, my freckles all out. It looked like he sneezed into a tin of Milo, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate.
2: Just yeah, what a stud, is. though. What a stud, though, right?
0: Oh, mate. You remember? And there was a good movie, a classic movie called Cool and Getty Gold. Maybe, remember we did the Two Hands movie review? Might have to do a Cool and Getty Gold screening where you and I watch it and we re- review it. Do you ever watch Cool and yeah. Gold?
2: Oh, I haven't seen that one, actually. I've seen is a lot of the Australia's good Aussie course. ones, but haven't seen that.
0: Oh, it's classic, mate. To, to, uh, yeah, cool and that, get that a
2: Gold. Is it on Netflix?
0: In yeah. the archives? I'm going to look it up here. Cool and Getty Gold. Have a look at this. Um, well, because the Cool and of Gold is the, the event. So, mate, look at this poster. I'm going to have to post this on, on social. John, Joe Lucas is determined that his son Adam will is. become a champion Ironman. He neglects his youngest son, Steve, <laughs> That's right. who is aspiring band manager and enjoys karate as well as being his brother's training partner. That's right, the two brothers, mate. Uh-huh. That's right, twenty thousand dollar prize money. There you go. What are these? What are these uh, baseballers? Okay. Mate, what are these complaining about? Did,
2: it did one point three six five million in the box office, Aussie dollars. Mate, <laughs> that's a killing. That's a killer back home. That's.
0: A- <laughs> Grant, I can't. You are un-Australian, mate. If you have not seen Cool and Go to Gold, you are kidding. I, I bet oh, you, Coey the Apprentice has seen Cool and Go to Gold. Yeah, all right. Steve falls in love with a ballet dancer, Kerry. Who inspires Kaza? who inspires him to compete in his brother with his brother. So that's right, they compete and they're running at the end, mate. At the end of the cool movie, f-
2: movie features Grant Kenny.
0: Uh, see cameos, he was big time, dude. I just remember the new chip.
2: Oh, I'll have his- to, uh, I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out when we get off. I'll, hit, I'll <laughs> hit the uh, I'll hit the cinemas, mate. <laughs> the yeah, cinemas. They, they,
0: they should be playing at the Hoyt's somewhere, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lovely. Get your no, tickets.
0: Mate, have you still got a video cassette player?
2: Yeah, I'll throw it on VHS.
0: I, I'm watch, actually. I'm I joking. used.
2: To, I grew up with Beta with the Beta. I used to have the Beta before VHS. Yeah. Remember your mom Beta?
0: And, your mum and dad get sucked into
2: Beta, did they? I, no, yeah, we had the Beta. For that. Yeah, we had the Beta, and then they went to VHS, and then you know DVDs and Bluetooth. But and if you
0: put the B, if Blu-ray's you put the Beta the tape line. in, if you put the Beta tape into the other machine, it'd go all. It'd be lines all through. it. Remember that? Yeah, it'd just be snow. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we we had I, I think it was that or the other way around, and I was at my cousin's place, and they had the VCR machine, and we brought a video over to watch one night, Friday night, eating pizza, or whatever. And the Dude. lines are through it, mate. We're trying to watch a movie. <laughs> and They're like, nah, you'd be right. Just keep watching." <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, mate, that's good. Oh. That's golden. But,
0: uh, I think it was I think it was Footloose, the original Footloose, or something. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, anyway, All right, yeah. The Iron Man series, mate. Are we yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cool and a Gold. We're gonna watch that. We have to review that. That might be an assignment for the apprentice, too. He might have to go watch it as well. Get yeah. get, get his take from an American. All right. I'll mate, get on it. Is, that's man. my homework. That's
1: my homework. I'll that's get your,
0: on it. <laughs> that's right. That's your homework. So get everything else important you've got to do. It's this podcast and it's yeah. your homework watching Cool and a Gold 50 times to give us a <laughs> give us a proper
1: review. I'll be I'll be coming at you with the themes and the motifs and everything oh, you can imagine from this. I producer. can't
0: wait, mate. I can't wait. I'm it. I cannot I'm wait. It. I'm, I am gonna. That's my homework too this weekend. Kids are gonna want to watch some Disney thing. Nope. <laughs> cool yeah, We got to go. got to
2: go, on, boys and girls.
0: <laughs> Taking get on. Big,
2: well, big up big, a seat. Go on, get big, your popcorn. Big, try your popcorn yeah. in the microwave and let's go.
0: There you go. You got you got you got Adam and Steve the brothers and Carrie's like, Nah, mate. You competing against your brother. You can do it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i don't want to i'm a beer manager they're my best lines have you ever seen the movie who loves the movies like you tell me i'm butchering the movie usually they have lines from the movie anyway regardless i'm watching that that's that's going to be watch. if you do want to watch cool and Gaddy gold give us your own review actually review this podcast please apparently that helps it out too i've said that a million times Go on and review this bad boy before you review cool and get a goal. Grant, you got anything else, champion? Before we let at it. I was go? just
2: gonna finish. I was looking at some of these, um, looking at some of these times here and some of these uh winners from the uh from the actual event and stuff like that. Says so you just showing like you know, guy leach back in '84 and stuff. Nowadays you had Kane Eckstein and then Allie Day, mate. Ali day is just a, a mainstay almost since 2012. He's won uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of the nine uh, races in the in the Ironman, mate. So what a stud this bloke must be.
0: Yeah, I, it, the, the fact it's still going on is awesome because it was prime time. It was dead set yeah. in the 90s was prime time. Now, I do have to name drop here. <clears throat> this isn't my claim to fame, but I do have to name drop. When I was in high school, I had a girlfriend. Her name was Christy Cameron. Yeah, And it was the women was the Devondale Ironwoman. She won that bad boy. Mate, this chick, she's a Christy, right? We went and saw Jurassic Park down at Tagra together. Rode the train down. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> but sat, sat sat in the, sat in the movies, we, we whopped school. No, I'm joking. We didn't know. I think we had a day off and we caught the train down. Anyway, Christy, big shout out. I know you're listening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> of course <laughs> she, she is.
0: The, but Christy, mate, she was a weapon in the pool. She used to. She used to come to school and I'm like, oh, are you all right? She goes, oh, I'm just tired. You know, I'm like, oh. Well, yeah. This morning, she got. Oh, I had to do two k a butterfly. I was just like, my jaw dropped. Here I am crushing, you a, a, crushing a sausage roll at lunch, can I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, mate. But Christy Cameron, big shout out. <laughs> Devon <Dull, laughs> women champion. Google it. Look ah, her mate. up. Uh, I might have to give it. Might have to stalk her on Facebook and and say, hey, uh, do you listen to the show? No,
2: I'm yeah, t- Check out the top step. Yeah, check it out. In between your two k butterfly
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah take a break and get out of the pool uh, it's it's- get your swimming cap off and, and rip in all right now all right. i've kept you on too long it's time to go grant this has been fun mate we'll see you next week champion all right buddy
2: good on you Great. hopefully and we're right training
0: got uh, we appreciate your input mate.
2: my
1: pleasure absolutely
0: all right guys see you next week
1: see you, mate.